creating its opposite, its shadow self, an unwelcome yin to Summerland's yang. A place so dark, so dreary, and so contrary, magic and manifesting cannot exist. I don't like this. Damon's voice is edgy, as his eyes dart, eager to leave. And while I don't like it either, while I'm just as ready to turn around and never look back, it's not quite as simple as that. It's only been a few days since my last visit, and despite knowing that I did what I had to, that I was left with no choice but to kill Haven, my former best friend, I can't seem to keep myself from returning, from asking forgiveness. Forgiveness for my actions, as well as hers. And that short amount of time is all it took to go from light to dark, to grow murky, muddy, and barren which means it's up to me to do something to stop it from spreading even further, from getting any worse. What exactly did you see in the dream? Damon's voice softens as his eyes pour over me. I take a deep breath and sink my heels deeper, the pockets of my old worn jeans dipping into the mud, but not really caring. I can manifest a clean new pair just as soon as we're out of here. My clothes are the least of my concerns in the face of all this. It's not a new dream. I turn and meet his gaze, seeing the flash of surprise that crosses his face. I've had it before. A long time ago. Just before you decided to leave me on my own, so I could decide between you and Jude. He swallows hard, flinches ever so slightly at the unpleasant memory, which makes me feel bad. It wasn't the point I was trying to make. Back then, I was sure Riley had sent it. I mean... She appeared in it, and she seemed so vibrant and alive. I shake my head. And, well, maybe it was her. Maybe it was just wishful thinking, a result of my missing her. But just after she'd gotten my attention, I realized it was you she wanted me to see. You were the point of the dream. His eyes widen. And he prompts jaw-tightening, poised for the worst. And it's like you were trapped in this tall, glass, rectangular prison, and you were fighting like hell to escape. But no matter how hard you fought, you couldn't break free. Even though I tried to help, tried to get your attention so we could work together, it's like, like you couldn't see me. I was right there on the other side, with only the glass between us, and yet, I may as well have been invisible to you. You had no sense of my presence. Couldn't see what was right there in front of you. He nods. Nods in a way that tells me his logical side, the side that likes tidy explanations and easy solutions, is raring to take over. Classic dreamscape scenario, he says, brow slanted with relief. Seriously, sounds to me like you think I'm not paying you enough attention that I don't really listen, or maybe even. But before he can go any further, I cut it right there. Trust me, it wasn't the kind of dream that can be found in some dream interpretation 101 book. In tonight's dream, just like the dream I had before, when you realized you couldn't fight it, when you realized you were trapped forever, well, you gave up. You just dropped your fists, closed your eyes, and slipped away slipped into the Shadowland.
He swallows hard, tries to take it in stride, but it's no use. He's clearly as shaken as I was when I dreamed it. And then, just after that, everything disappeared. And by everything, I mean you. The glass prison, the stage, all of it. The only thing left was this gloomy, damp patch of earth, a lot like the one we're in now. I rub my lips together, seeing the scene so clearly in my head, it's as though I'm immersed in it. But that last part was new. I mean, it wasn't in the original dream. Still, the second I woke, I knew that not only were the two dreams connected, but that they were connected to this place as well. I knew I had to come here. Had to see for myself. See if I was right. I'm just sorry I dragged you along for the ride. My eyes graze over him, taking in his bed-ruffled hair.